Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Wednesdays. Today, I want to explore the benefits of taking turmeric or curcumin. So why do I say turmeric or curcumin? Well, curcumin is the primary bioactive substance in turmeric, and turmeric is actually found in curries. So it is a spice and um, that is, as I say, fo- often found in curries, and it's got a number of bioactive compounds, and the most potent of them is curcumin. And curcumin has been known for many, many years to have anti-inflammatory properties, and there is decent evidence that I'm about to go through that it can alleviate various conditions from chronic pain to depression. Um, now, it's not tolerated well on its own, and often it's then combined with things, and we'll go through that in a little bit. Um, but it is a polyphenol um, with anti-inflammatory pa- uh, properties and the ability to increase the amount of the antioxidants that the body produces or so creates a stimulatory effect on antioxidants, endogenous antioxidants. So curcumin and the, and the curcuminoids that are found in turmeric um, are often extracted to produce supplements that have a much higher potency than turmeric. But as I said, it's normally pretty poorly absorbed during digestion. So it's mixed with a number of different formulations when you take it as a supplement. So we know that supplementation with curcumin is very good at reducing markers of inflammation. uh, And as I said, increases the levels of endogenous antioxidants. That's the antioxidants that you actually produce. Uh, And the available evidence seems to support um, small to moderate improvements in the symptoms of depression and anxiety, and also in pain and function with people with osteoarthritis. And there's also been uh, noticed reductions in LDL cholesterol, in blood glucose and blood pressure. But these uh, and the, the the evidence around this is is less potent than the evidence around depression, anxiety, and osteoarthritis. Now, before I dig into those a little bit, um. The, the the issue with it, as I said a couple of times, is it's poorly digested uh, and you can get adverse effects if you take too much of it. Um, but long-term studies um, um, seem to show that it is tolerated pretty well whenever it's used in, in small to moderate doses. Uh, and you'll know you're taking too much because you can get adverse effects such as nausea, diarrhea, headache, skin rash and yellow stools. Um, now, it is often combined with piperine, which is a black pepper extract. And, and the only issue with that for some people is there can be some adverse drug reactions if you're taking some drugs because piperine greatly increases intestinal permeability. Hence, it helps with the absorption of curcumin, but it can mean that if you're taking any drugs, um, pharmaceutical drugs, that it can increase um, your absorption of those as well. Now, how it works seems to be because of its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant profiles. Um, And there's a number of different targets for that in the human body, including things like transcription factors, enzymes, cell cycle proteins, receptors, growth factors, and things called protein kinases. 
Now, that's all a bit geeky and you probably don't need to know it really. So let me just cut to the chase and talk about the research. Now, there's a whole host of research studies done on either curcumin or turmeric. So I'm just going to combine them, talk about them all. And then at the end of it, we'll talk about how you supplement with either of those compounds. So there's been a total of 12 published studies on osteoarthritis and um, showing that there are reductions in pain and in four different studies, reductions in inflammation in one study uh, and general oxidation and um, what's called lipid perioxidation as well. Um, so these are really well-established benefits and really useful benefits. Um, in type 2 diabetes, there's been a number of studies on it um, showing that it can impact on adiponectin, um, which is a signaling molecule um, that can increase glucose metabolism and fat loss. Um, it also directly affects your, your blood glucose uh, and levels of HDL cholesterol in a positive way and can improve insulin sensitivity. Um, it also um, has antioxidant benefits, which we've said, and can have a positive impact on blood pressure, all of which um, then positively impact on diabetes. Um, there has been a number of studies showing general improvements in metabolic health and general improvements in cardiovascular health. Uh, and then when it comes to mood disorders, there's been six studies that have noticed a noticeable improvement in depression symptoms and three studies that noticed a slight improvement in anxiety. One study even found that supplementation could increase levels of BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is a very important growth factor for the brain that can help induce uh, new brain cell growth and protect the brain cells that you have against damage. And there are some people that think that uh, BDNF is important in depression, and that may be why it's had an impact there. And there's even been a couple of studies that have been done on curcumin supplementation for COVID-19, um, which has shown that it reduced weakness um, in COVID-19. And there was a systematic review that found that curcumin supplementation may reduce COVID-19 symptoms, hospital stay, mortality, and inflammation. And I also remember I first got um, um, brought onto the, the idea of curcumin as a useful supplement because of just observational studies showing that, that in India, there's there's actually a very low rate of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and, and that research paper was suggesting it was because of the amount of turmeric that Indians consume in curries, which obviously contains curcumin. And that's the anti-inflammatory effects of that that could have a positive impact on Alzheimer's disease. So it is a very, very well-studied supplement with a whole host of different health benefits. Um, so the big question is, how should I be taking it? Um, now, as I said earlier, it's poorly absorbed curcumin when you take it by itself. So the two most common um, ways of, of, of improving its absorption are to pair it with this um, piperine, which is a black pepper extract. And if you're doing it this method, it's generally 
500 milligrams of curcumin um, with about five milligrams of piperine. And, and generally you take that three times a day. So you end up with 100, or 1,500 milligrams of curcumin over the day and about 15 milligrams of piperine. That's what um, is generally used in the research studies. And um, there are a couple of other patented ones that combine it with fats or lipids um, that can improve the absorption. So there's one that's called BCM95, which is a combination of curcumin and, and essential oils. And when that's been studied, it's generally 500 milligrams twice a day or a gram a day in total. And then there's another patented supplement um, called Mariva, um, which is a combination of curcumin and soy uh, lecithin. And generally that is done at two to 500 milligrams twice a day, which is a bit of a range, giving you 400 milligrams to a thousand milligrams a day. And it's generally taken with food um, and so that you, it's a bit gentler on your digestive system. So that is it. If you haven't heard of it before, if you haven't used it, there are a, a large range of health benefits from this powerful anti-inflammatory natural compound. Uh, so I suggest you uh, jump onto your um, iherb.com or wherever you get your supplements and add it to your supplement list. That is it for this week. Catch you next time. So that's a wrap for today's edition of the podcast. If you're enjoying it, please leave us a review as they really do help much more than you think. Remember to check out the show notes for today's episode and also remember to hit subscribe so that you get notified early of new releases of the podcast. See you next time. Thank you.